find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. This is the only health show where the information here doesn't come from interest groups or medical funding with strings attached, botched research, lobbyists, internal kickbacks, persuaded belief systems, private panels of influencers, and health field payoffs or trendy traps that are both in conventional and alternative medical communities' information because, hey – All of the health information I share here comes from a pure, untampered with, advanced, clean source, a higher source, the spirit of compassion. There's nothing more healing than compassion. So who has 10 or 20 years to wait for answers? We have to start our healing now. We need every answer we can get now. And as a child, when the gift first came to me to hear spirit perfectly clear and spirit appeared, And gave me information for my grandmother and for other people for the rest of my life and gave me that ability to see. When that first happened, Spirit was saying, people need these answers. They need them now. Because I always asked all the time. I always said, well, why? You know, who cares? Who cares? You know, when I was a kid, I was like, who cares? I, I, you know, I can't be bothered with this. I just want to ride my bicycle. I just want to do things. I want to have fun. I don't want to know what's going inside of people and what's going inside and in, in them and what's happening. And that's what I would say to spirits. But spirit said, you have to care. You have to learn to care. At a young age, I had to tap into that. I had to root into that. And care about other people, meaning truly care about other people, people I didn't know, people that I never really knew, people that, you know, strangers. I had a root into that. It had, a, it had to become ingrained in me to care because we need this information. And Spirit taught me that this information was really important for people to know. And as I've seen over the decades of doing this, being a servant to spirit and to the to people and the communities and everything else. As I've seen, I've seen the changes. I've seen the miracles. I've seen what's happened with spirit's information. And spirit was right, right all along. So, hey, today's show is about inflammation. This is an important show. It really is. Inflammation is is something that we need to talk about for a lot of reasons. It's one of my favorite words in a way because it's it's an easy word to use. Like for for instance, okay, you guys, the mistake is not trying to fix inflammation because you know I'm always always looking for mistakes. It's not trying to fix inflammation or trying to relieve inflammation or watching out for it because there's some mistakes with inflammation and I'm going to I'm going to let you know what's going on with it. It's 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 a word we throw around so liberally. We just throw it around. We you know, a lot of practitioners throw it away. Well, you're inflamed. Well, it's got to be some kind of inflammation. Well, you know, there must be some inflammation there. You know, maybe, hey, look, it looks like you're inflamed. It may, you know, whatever the MRI might show, hey, you have some inflammation in here. Wherever we use the word, it hurts. There's pain. So, well, you're inflamed. You know, there's some pain there. So, yeah, there's there's it's probably some kind of inflammation And so that's a word we kind of throw around, but it's a lazy term. 
hey, I've used it. I even use it. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll use it. It's a lazy term. It really is. And I'm going to tell you why it's a lazy term and, and what's going on with that. I mean, you're probably figuring that out right now. Um, but so it's, it's, not, it's okay to use it because we want to relieve inflammation. We want to be looking out for it. We do. We want to, we want to look out for it. And we want to try to fix it. And we want to care about that. We do want to care about that. Come on. We want to try to fix inflammation. We know that. But we do use it as a lazy term because I'll tell you why we use it as a lazy term. And I'll tell you why it's not good. I'll tell you why it's not good to use it like we do. Because inflammation is not something that's a lone wolf. It's not something that appears on its own. Okay, it's not something that just evolves and appears like magically just, you know, or a curse. <laughs> I mean, a curse, whatever, right? I mean, it's not it's not something that just develops. It's not a lone wolf. Okay, I'm trying to paint the picture here. I'm trying to paint the picture here for you. Instead, it's a sign. Okay, it's a sign. But there's there's a problem here. Okay, there's a problem. Think about this for a second, okay? Here's the problem. You know, inflammation is not an answer. It's not an answer. I'm just telling you right now, it's not the answer. It's not a answer. So my back hurts. You know, it's inflamed. Oh, that's the answer? Okay, that's it. No, it's not the answer. It's not. It's my knee. My knee hurts. It's been inflamed for a while. It's, I don't know what's going on with it. My knee's inflamed. Um, you know, or no, my knee hurts. Right? <laughs> my knee hurts. You go to a practitioner, my knee hurts. It's inflamed. Oh, it's inflamed. That's all. Okay, it's inflamed. No, that's not it. Yeah, yeah, of course there's inflammation there, but that's not it. Am I being a little too silly today? Is that what's happening? So listen, it, you know, that's not the answer, Right? Right? So, you know, that's the whole point. Oh, you know, my gut. I don't know what's going in my gut. There's something going on there. Um, you go to a practitioner. Well, you know, uh, there's inflammation in there. Oh, okay. That's what it is. I'm inflamed. All right. Okay. No, that's not what it is. It's not the answer. So inflammation as answer is equals wrong, which equals big mistake. Actually, it's one of the great mistakes, one of the great mistakes. You know, I talk about great mistakes. It's important to really just know those. But, you know, and I go into great detail, great deep detail about inflammation. That I'm not even going to cover today. I go into great detail in uh, the thyroid healing book that I can't even, there's no way to cover all that. That thing's so packed. I can't even, I can't even go there in a show, but but the bottom line is, is that, you know, it's not the answer. It's not a lone wolf. It's mysterious. It's mysterious. And to the medical community's alternative conventional, it is a lone wolf. It is. And it's a mysterious lone wolf, but it's not. It's not mysterious. There's, there's something behind the mystery. There's answers behind the mystery. There's, there's reasons. See, inflammation occurs from two things, two things, just two. Can you believe it? We have the human body. We have the human body, your body, 
right? Our bodies, right? We have that. And look what's going on. Millions and millions and millions and hundreds of millions of functions. Thousands and thousands and thousands of chemical functions per cubic inch of the physical human body. Science research hasn't tapped into any of them. Okay? And, and all that going on, all that mystery, all that mystery. I mean, my brain burns to the ground when I start going into an asking question war with spirit. When I start doing that, when I start saying, you know, if I'm saying, if I'm, if I'm feeling kind of fresh, if I'm feeling kind of fresh and I want to torture myself and I'm up for torturing myself and torturing my brain and, and exploding it, I'll just go, you know, I used to do it a lot more with spirit, but right now I just do it for the books. I do it for the books. I try to, I try to, you know, I try to pull as much truth as I can out of spirit, as much unbelievable information that's incredible for our healing to move us forward on this planet, advanced information, and I, and to, to for the books, and I, I, I burn my brain out just, just asking spirit a zillion questions and getting, and then, you know, and going on a, Spirit's on a tangent with information that's just too much for me. And you know what happens is, and you know, when I'm doing that, when I'm doing that, spirit will be like, well, this organ has this many chemical functions and these are some of the chemical functions. And it's like too much. It's like, oh my God, I can't even believe that. That, 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 will, be in, that will be in textbooks down the road, uh, hopefully if science gets there 500 years from now. But the point is the amount the body is doing the amount the body is doing is, is so vast in what's happening. But guess what? There's only two things, two groups of, of things that cause inflammation. Can you believe that, right? That's simplistic. Spirit said to me, there's two things. I said, there can't be two things because I've talked to you uh, 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 thousands of times, Spirit, in my life. And you, you, the, the human body is way too complex. When we even go to the brain, you know, with what's happening with the different varieties of heavy metals and how they group and how they create al alloys and how they interact with each other with radio signals and all kinds of stuff, things that nobody knows about. Nobody knows in the health field. Spirit tells me about. And how can there be just two things for inflammation? And Spirit said there is. There's injury. I was like, oh, okay. So you mean you bang yourself or car crash, or, you know, you hit your elbow the other day. Oh boy, my knee, my knee hit the corner of a chair the other day. I got to tell you guys, that was, that lit it right up. I was just like, wow, that was, I was, I was really walking quick. I had a piece of paper in my hand. I was walking quick. I was trying to get around to the office and banged my knee on a real, you know, uneasy chair sticking out. So, Hey, here's the deal. So injury is one. So you, everybody's had some form of injury, right? You, no matter what it is, sports injury, exercise injury, um, you, anything, anything. You could be walking along and twist your ankle. Could be walking along. I've done that. I've done that. Remember years ago, I was just walking. Um, and, and, you know, I wasn't thinking. I was just, you know, was just listening to spirit. Was totally into what spirit was saying. You know, I was, I, I walked off of a curb, kind of twisted my ankle a little bit and was like, geez, you know, you can, and I've seen people really who have come to me that have 
they've fallen, you know, really hard. You can injure yourself. Ice, forget it. Ice, that's a whole nother game. Every winter, I hear it all the time. Every single winter, people like just break their, <laughs> break their butts. And you know, here's the deal. <clears throat> that's, that's one way to get inflamed. And the other one is there's only other, there's only one other, only one other. And you're going to say, how can that be? This is, this is what's really cool here. How can that be where it's just one other when, you know, there's this other practitioner or doctor or expert says that, you know, this food can inflame you and this food can inflame you and this causes this and this causes this and we're going to air that out. No, there's one other thing. And it's an invader. It's an invader. <clears throat> an invader. Okay? That's the other inflammatory maker. Two. That's it. Human body is so, so darn complex with so many chemical functions and so much going on. It is utterly, utterly insane. And, you know, <clears throat> two things for inflammation. Okay? Injury. Sure, you can injure yourself in hundreds of different ways, but injury or invader, and there's hundreds of different invaders. That's right, hundreds of different invaders, but it's two things. So, so here's the deal, though. You know, you tell somebody else that, you know, you tell, say, uh, you know, you tell a hip doctor that, that's, you know, totally an alternative medicine, conventional, a mix, and they're doing great things, totally respected, absolutely. I know a whole bunch of amazing people in the industry and people I don't even know. And they'll say, no, no, you know, wheat, wheat causes inflammation. That inflames you. Um, you know, certain foods uh, can inflame people. No, no, not at all. See, wheat, gluten, gluten itself doesn't inflame you. What gluten does... It feeds something. It feeds something that inflames you. It feeds an invader, and that is not out there now. And what little is is because I've, I've killed myself to try to get that out there in every way possible. And that's how it works. It's important to know. I mean, I know people in their 80s. I mean, the crap they eat, I can't, I mean, I can't even tell you. Maybe you know somebody. I mean, they're eating pound cake. For God's sake, <laughs> or whatever, they're eating, you know, cupcakes. I'm not talking about like a bran muffin, which still is loaded with God knows what in, in so many cases. I'm talking about cupcakes, you know, cupcakes, right? With fondant on top or whatever you call that stuff, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, they're fine. They're not even in fun. I look at them. I can't find inflammation in them. I can't find inflammation unless they twist their hip or something. They're 85 and they bang their, you know, back against something. They fall. They, you know, then I see the inflammation. But I've had, you know, people at 80 years old, people at, at 70 years old, people at 90 over the years. I'm not talking about a lot of them, but have had them and, I mean, they're eating chocolate cake. I'm talking like just horrible chocolate cake, you, you know, in a restaurant. I'm not talking about some kind of holistic restaurant or health food store that's got a somewhat of a healthy chocolate cake that's still got coconut oil, not coconut, you know, canola oil in it. 
and still got you know natural flavoring in 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 the icing or whatever it is that's that's bad. The point is is that I'm talking about the real bad stuff, just lard, just pig lard, and, and just and God knows what. Okay, chemicals and everything, right? I'm sure you guys have you know tried a, your fair share over the years of some something like that. But the point is, is, the inflammation is not off the charts. It's very little, very little existing. And some people have seen, and it's like you just shake your head, you shake your head, and you say to Spirit, "Well, what the hell is going on here?" And Spirit says, "Well, they're missing something." I said, "What are they missing? They're missing an invader." Or they're missing an invader that is doing something that's, you know, you know, real dormant invader hasn't even come out. It's just not even coming out to play. So it won't even create inflammation. It's so dormant. Or they're missing an invader completely. I've run across a couple of people. What am I talking about invader? I'm talking about pathogen. Pathogen. I like the word invader now because when I say pathogen, people are like, what? What's that? Pathogen? You know, I run across that a lot. Well, I totally get it. Pathogen is just a weird, I don't know, like who knows what a pathogen is? It, it's crazy. I was even talking to a friend I haven't talked to years. I was like, yeah, well, you know, I, th- you, you know, I think what you're dealing with, I said, is a pathogen because Barrett's showing me this right here. And he said, what's a pathogen? <clears throat> I said, an invader. And he said, oh, an invader? W- what do you mean? And he, <laughs> here's, here's. Here's the deal. So you could you know, run across people that don't have it. They could eat all the gluten they want. They could eat bread. They could have sourdough, <clears throat> whatever, right? And, and, and they could have baguettes with feta cheese on it, like lots of feta cheese on a bag, baguette. They can have uh, bruschetta with mozzarella cheese on wheat bread. Okay, so they can, you, know, you can keep on going on. They could have fish sticks and batter. Fish sticks, they can eat fish sticks all day long. Fish sticks with mercury. Fish sticks with mercury and, and, and some kind of you know really low-grade egg wheat batter. Corn wheat egg batter on it. Fish sticks. I don't know if you guys have ever had a fish stick. Um, you know, chicken fingers in some you know terrible restaurant. Terrible restaurant or fast food restaurant, chicken fingers. The point is, is they could eat this stuff. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. There's other things in that food that could eventually tip something off, like create the worst, worst kidney stone ever, the worst gallstone ever. Yeah, and I see that in these people. Say, sure, I'll see an 80-year-old that has a a whole pile of stones. These stones everywhere, all right? Because they've been eating that that chocolate cake. They've been eating those cupcakes with that crazy fondant on there. They've been eating whatever. And, you know, and they got those big, big stones. And sure, maybe that stone hasn't aggravated that, that gallbladder by trying to get stuck in the duct. Remember, that's an injury. That's an injury. The, the gallstone gets just stuck in that gallbladder there and it's jammed in the duct. That's an injury. <clears throat> that's not an invader. So then inflammation starts. <laughs> That's an injury. That's an internal injury. Okay? That's an internal injury. You see? And <laughs> my annoying today or what with this inflammation thing? It's just it's it's fun to talk about inflammation, but it's not fun to have it. I'm going to tell you right now. I've seen people so inflamed, it's heartbreaking. 
and, and, it, and, and it, can, it can injure the soul. It hurts so much. It hurts. I've seen people suffer. And we're going to go into some different kinds of inflammation. So you, you, you kind of get what is going on. So when it comes down, it's, it's this catch-all we throw around. It's this catch-all word we throw around now in the industry. We just throw it around. But it's not the answer. So important to know what's going on. So if you got something like a knee surgery you had because your knee wore out and it wore out, so you got a knee replacement, but you're not recovering and the doctor doesn't know why. And they're thinking about going in there again and doing some work. The surgeon is thinking about going in there again and doing some work and it's just not calming down. Nothing's happening. That's because something else is happening in the body. And then you get somebody else, meaning like, meaning somebody else. Might just get a you know, knee replacement. They're perfectly fine. Nothing going on. They're walking in three days and healing really quick. The other person has six months of recovery and it's swelling all the time. That's from having an invader in the body too. So it, the invader was most likely there putting inflammation that was chronic on the joint to begin with, on the knee joint to begin with, which then led to the, the knee to wear out, cartilage, bone on bone, metal on metal, we call it, like the brake system on a car. And then... Knee replacement occurred, but no one fixed the pathogen, the invader that was in the body, which is n normally Epstein-Barr when that happens with knee replacements and hip replacements and people don't recover quick enough and it takes time. And but that's what I mean. That's how it works, giving you kind of a kind of a you know, quick rundown of different ways that's happening. So inflammation alone is a great mistake, but the mistake is not trying to fix inflammation, even though mistakes are made trying to fix inflammation all the time. The mistake isn't made relieving it, even though sometimes mistakes are made relieving it, but no, it's still, or watching out for it, the mistake is using it as an answer. It's a lazy, lazy term, but I'm trying to, you know, give you truth, I'm trying to give you truth, truth that's not tampered with, truth that's clean. I have to say that a lot now. You know, someone said to me the other day, are you really going to say this at the beginning of your shows about the clean information versus, you know, inflammation that's been, you know, with strings attached and all this other, uh, all this other crap and all this stuff. Are you really going to say this? I go, yeah, because people don't realize it. People, I had somebody actually say something to me a while back and say, oh, oh, your information in your show. I mean, you're probably just picking it up from everybody else. There's more advanced information. No, it's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That stuff's contaminated. Most of it is anyway because of, because of funding. Funding has to go into it, and when funding goes into it, the outcome has to turn out a certain way or you're going to piss off your investors, and that's how health information is created, both alternative, alternatively and conventionally, um, and, and chronic illness especially. Chronic illness especially. That's what I mean. And so let's talk about these foods. So you talk to somebody, and they're like, no, no, there's foods that can inflame you. No, there's foods that will feed a pathogen to cause more inflammation. That's what's going on. Like for, you know, celiac in the gut or anything. I mean, there's different kinds of inflammation in different places. And, you know, let's cover some of it. All right, you, you with me on this? You got, hey, did you fasten your seatbelts? Got to say it again. Terrible. I got to always say it. I know. Did you pass it your seatbelts? There's different kinds of inflammation. You ready? Brain inflammation. Brain inflammation. 
it's easy to get different kinds of brain inflammation and nerves in the brain that go to the brain and run down through the body. Those nerves can get inflammation, neurological inflammation. That's nerve inflammation. Different nerves can be inflamed from pathogens, pathogens, heavy metals, technically don't inflame something, they feed a pathogen or invader to inflame something because heavy metals is a food. Had another practitioner a long time ago, um, because I'll never forget this, I think it was about, I don't know, a year ago or something, over a year ago, so it's been quite a while back, and this practitioner said to me, you know, heavy metals cause inflammation. I go, no, heavy metals feed, they have to feed something to cause inflammation, they're like, I just, it, it, it's, it's, this is important information from spirit that we have to know. I, I, you know, having everybody in the dark too long, it's just, it's getting too painful. I'm getting older. It was cute and fuzzy and fun when I was younger and thought I'd live forever. Okay. I thought I'd live to be 500 years old because when you're younger, you just, you just feel indestructible, even though spirit made it clear to me I wasn't as much as possible. But the point is, the point is, is when you're younger, you, you think you got all the time in the world is what I'm trying to say to get this information out. I remember telling Spirit, I remember saying, yeah, 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 there's plenty of time for that. We'll let the information out. And Spirit's like, no, you, you, don't, you don't get it. <laughs> you got your lifetime to get it out, but it's, it's, it, there, it's, it's going backwards out there. You have to try. You can't just click on the TV. And sit inside your living room and expect this information from me being spirit to get out there and change the course, change the course of time, to change the course of health, change the course of what's going on. I'm like, no, there's no rush. I'll just watch this old episode of some sitcom. There's no rush, you know, being a kid. But there, but, but it matters. It matters. And I'm, and I'm, (laughs) and I'm. I'm on the train of rushing it. So brain inflammation, gut inflammation, gut, small intestinal tract inflammation, you know, like SIBO, for instance, Streptococcus, we covered that in the SIBO show, right? Colon inflammation, such as like the shingles virus that's causing colitis or even a basic, you know, irritable bowel, you know, strep causing irritable bowel. Strep is a real big irritable bowel, IBS deal. You know, pathogens, pathogens. And if you're a big parasite believer, real big parasite believer, just know that these are the the very things that show off shell casings and show off um, all the different broken uh, viral bodies and shell casings that science doesn't have the tag on. So when it comes out to a stool sample, your alternative practitioner will say you got parasites. I don't care what name you use. You want to use parasites, you use the the word parasites. Are there parasites? Yes, there's parasites. But parasites... um, Let's talk about parasites for a second. I'm going to have to do a show on – actually, you know what? I'll do a whole show on parasites because that because it's going to get everybody angry because the belief system around parasites is so tightly woven right now that I'm afraid to even touch it because I'm just going to get – just get people are going to want to punch my lights out. So I have to make sure it's explained with all the details from spirit so it, it can be easily understood instead of just saying a one-blank statement – you know, don't get lost in the parasitical thing because there's a lot of problems going on with that that I got to explain, and then somebody getting really mad. So we're going to do a whole show on that. There are parasites, okay? For anybody who's 
all of a sudden starting to freak out right now. There are parasites, okay? So don't, don't, don't worry, okay? I'm just going to explain really what's happening. And uh, hopefully by the end of that show, you're, you're not angry as a bee. Um, <laughs> because it's all about, it's, you know, it's all about, you know, you know, and <laughs> getting the information out and, and trying to get it out in a way that, that obviously works for all of us. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, with, with like the gut inflammation, we have all these different pathogens that get inside the gut and cause an inflammation in the gut. I mean, you got C. diff, you got, you got a whole bunch of different bacteria. Bacteria is really a leading thing that sits inside the colon and the gut and everything. And then you got the viruses, you know, all different kinds. Cytomegalovirus, you got all the different herpetic viruses, you got all the shingle viruses, you got the Epstein-Barr varieties, you got all the mutated HHV6s and everything else. You got them all, undiscovered HHV10, 11, 12, the whole name. It all gets in the gut, causes trouble. So then when you eat some wheat or, you know, whatever, wheat gluten, and you eat it, it goes down the pike, and it finally gets there. There's a feeding frenzy. And now you're like, oh, my God, I'm constipated. I'm feeling a bellyache. I'm feeling, you know, I'm wheat intolerant. I'm gluten intolerant. Um, you know, I got celiac. The doctor says I have celiac. Celiac is just, an, it's just, it's not a genetic, it's not a genetic disease or illness. It, it, it's an inflammatory illness. It's an inflammatory illness because of pathogens. So, um, <clears throat> so, so then, you know, you know, celiac, you got that going on and, um, and this is, this is due to all that kind of, kind of stuff in the gut, organ inflammation, organ, dense organs, so forth, you know, not just hollow inflammation in the organs, any organ, really liver can be inflamed. How does the liver get inflamed? How, why would a liver get inflamed? Every, you know, you wouldn't believe how many livers are inflamed. I can't even, I hate going out. I hate going out. I hate leaving the office. Okay. And I hate having to go somewhere. I hate having to have my assistant drive me around in the car and go somewhere because I'm just going to be re- I'm just going to be reading liver inflammation. But what's under and what's causing the liver inflammation? I mean, literally drive you insane. You just spirits just talking to you like just just literally talking to you. There's no there's no shutting that off. You can't shut that off. I can't be like, oh, I'll go on a cruise with my friend. I'm a psychic media medium, or I'll go here and do this. And no, there's no shutting it off. I can't do that. I can't have the fun in between it all. (laughs) So, you know, be in the car and just literally at the stoplight, that person's got a liver problem. That person's got inflammation of the liver. That person has inflammation of the liver. You you know, you go into a a restaurant. I had to meet somebody in a restaurant. And I'm in a restaurant and I'm like asking spirit, is there food poisoning on this? Is this, was there, was, was the chef playing around with raw chicken and then, and then put my salad together? I mean, was, you know, or put my dish together was a million questions. I have to ask spirit while I'm in a restaurant to make sure that I don't get the worst food poisoning of a lifetime, end up in the, in the ER and intensive care, seeing people in intensive care because of food poisoning, it breaks your heart over just stupid mistakes done in the kitchen and restaurants. So, you know, it's all that, but the liver, I see, I see people, the liver problems is unbelievable, unbelievable. And, um, so the bottom line is, what's inflaming the liver? Pathogens. Pathogens. Whether it triggers off liver en- enzyme issues, you know, whatever, bilirubin issues, whatever it's triggering off, 
it, you know, whether the MRI and CAT scan start seeing damage and then tell somebody they have hepatitis C, by the way, that's Epstein-Barr long-term damage in the liver causing hepatitis C. A, B, D, A, B, C, D is all viral. But, but you, might, you might say, well, A, B, D, A, B, C, D, got to learn my alphabet today. You might say that that's, you know, hepatitis A, B, C, and D. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. You might say that they already know that that's viral. They don't know what virus it is. Did you know that? Medical research and science doesn't know what virus it is. They just go by inflammatory markers. They go by CAT scans, MRIs, and inflammation. They don't know what kind of virus it is. Hepatitis B, they don't know what kind. It's just a, that's just a stage of inflammation. They don't know what kind of bug it is. I'm going to tell you right now. Hepatitis C, no one knows what kind of bug that is. Hepatic liver, inflamed liver, viral. They find the, You know what's amazing about research and science? They actually know. This is amazing. I find this incredible. They actually know. You know, and I used, I shouldn't have said this years ago. I think it was, I think I was being challenged by a couple of doctors. They were really upset at me. They were upset because I was, I was, you know, had this information. It was like, and they were like, and this is in the early days. This is in the early days. This was like 15 years ago. And there's earlier days than that. But what, what was happening 15 years ago? And a couple of doctors wanted to talk to me because they wanted to know how I figured out something. And it was accurate. Well, I told them how I figured it out and how, how it happened. They said, that just doesn't make sense. You're here, your voice told you that this is what's going on. Then I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear it again. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. I, was, I know it was like probably 17 or 18 years ago or something. And, and you know, and, and, and they were like, well, no, you couldn't have heard a voice to know this. You couldn't have known that this liver was this bad off and had the scar tissue it had in the corner with a cyst in the corner, all scarred up, and hepatitis C at the same time. There's no way you knew that without some kind of documentation, tests, and to confirm it, some kind of blood work. Where did you get this information? I said, well, I'm telling you where I got it. And, you know, and then, and they said, and they said, you know what, I, we were going to, we were going to, we, we wanted to congratulate you on figuring this out as a colleague, but because you said you heard it from the source you heard it from, which is spirit, we're not going to do that. We're not going to, we're not going to give you any, we're not going to congratulate you. I said, you know what, you know what, I was going to congratulate you because what you stand behind the research and science that's given to you, you actually know that hepatitis C is a virus. You know. You don't know what kind of virus it is, but you know it's a virus. And I was going to congratulate you guys for the fact that you even know it's viral. But now I'm not even going to do that. I'm not going to congratulate you either. And they sat there. They were baffled because, because yeah, because they didn't know what kind of virus it was. But they knew it was viral, and they were like, oh, yeah, well, okay. And it's true because it's hard for research and science to know. And with the liver, with hepatitis A, B and C and D, it's a hepatic inflamed liver. They haven't singled out those viruses. They're not singled out. I don't care what anybody says because they have not singled out those bugs at the blood lab. I'm telling you right now, it's 17 years later, still haven't figured it out. 
and it's 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 a herpetic virus. It gets in the liver and causes different stages of what they deem hepatitis, different stages of inflammation. Inflammation is not the answer. What's behind the inflammation is the answer. That's the great mistake. You guys still with me? <laughs> you still with me? Skin inflammation. You know, we also, you know, we see inflammation as the body attacking itself. That's a whole other thing. The body's attacking itself. You know, autoimmune. That's a disaster. Disaster. The body doesn't attack itself. I've said it a million times in these shows. Inflammation. There's a cause for inflammation. And the cause will never be the body attacking itself. And that's what happens with liver problems too, with mystery liver, mystery liver inflammation inflammation. It'd be like, well, it's autoimmune inf- liver. It's autoimmune hepatic problems. It's autoimmune uh, um, going on in the liver. A doctor will say, uh, the profession will say, medical communities is saying, no, there's a cause. So you know <laughs> here the bottom line is is that the body doesn't attack itself. We get inflamed for those two reasons I told you. You can cut, get a cut. It's an injury. You can get dental work. It's an injury. You can get an injury. It's, you know, you could bang your elbow against a wall. It's an injury. You can get hit by something. It's an injury. The other one is the other side is pathogen, invader, Okay whatever that invaders, sinus inflammation, whole nother one, whole nother one, inflamed sinuses. That's always strep. That's strep that's inside the, the, the canal, sinus canal. That's, that's always strep inside the linings, sitting in there forever. I'm not talking about when someone has a bout of strep and they've got the fever in the strep throat and it's at that stage. You're talking about chronic long-term bending your system since you're a child, sitting in the sinuses. <clears throat> Unless you catch the flu, because there really are no colds. It's really all fluid dominated. There are no just rhinoviruses anymore. Those are, those are dead and gone. Those got taken over. It's the flu. It's the flu is the owner of all colds, whether small, great, large. The flu is the owner of them. So you get the flu, whether it's in the spring, because there's a flu every, every two months. All summer long, all spring long, all winter long, it, there, there, there's a flu going on, causing inflammation. When it gets in you that week or two, man, you're inflamed. I mean, it can blow out your adrenals. It can inflame everything. The flu inflames the gut. It's a virus. It's an invader. It gives your sinuses inflammation, chest inflammation, causes bronchitis. You're coughing your butt off. It's inflaming your lungs. <clears throat> so... You know, and then eye inflammation. You can have eye inflammation from anything, any kind of, meaning any kind of bacteria gets in there. Sty, you're, you know, you touch a door handle, you're going into an office building and 50 people grab that handle and didn't wash their hands when they went to bathroom that morning or came from the coffee shop and touched every dirty handle and device there is and didn't use a handy wipe and they're all touching the door at the office and you just go and grab that door and open it up and you're running into a coworker and they got you busy and then you rub your eye and now you got a sty or you rub your eye and you got the flu three days later, four days later, or you rub your eye and you got some other staff in there causing it to run and, and, and give you like sneezing and running because that's how you get the inflammation in there. 
Glaucoma. Glaucoma is a virus. That's actually one of the viruses from the Epstein-Barr family, one of the mutated forms that goes after the eyes, causes eye problems like glaucoma. That's a whole different kind. If you got Epstein-Barr, it doesn't mean you have any of the Epstein-Barr varieties that do any of this. There's a lot of different varieties. I could talk about the different groups in Medical Medium Book 1. If you don't have Medical Medium Book 1 and you're listening to the show, I, I, I'm sad. I'm sad. <laughs> I want you to get it because you need to read it. And um, anyway, so so that's giving you a kind of the gist on this of how it works, like what's happening and giving you information around all these things. Neurological inflammation, nerve inflammation, fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia, severe chronic fatigue syndrome. Chronic fatigue syndrome is, is, is uh, brain inflammation. It's neurological fatigue, very mild brain inflammation. Somebody can't do anything, can't even function, their brain's inflamed. And the, uh, the fibromyalgia, but you know, inflammation is not enough. You go to the best specialist there is with CFS. I mean, all the different varieties of CFS, they keep on renaming it. All the different varieties of CFS, you know, you go to the best specialist, they might, you might get somebody to say, Hey, you know, I think you have brain inflammation, but from what, from what virus? We're still so far off. We're still so far off. I mean, I'm lucky. I don't know about lucky, but I could ask spirit and say, well, what, what virus is in this person's brain that's inflaming them so bad that they can't get out of bed at all and they can't even walk or talk? What virus is it? And spirit will tell me. Spirit will say, well, it's, you know, it's Epstein-Barr. Spirit will say it's Epstein-Barr and shingles. It's both. Spirit will say it's Epstein-Barr shingles and HHV6. You know, I'm lucky. I can get that. So I can get that information for people in the world. <clears throat> but you, need, you, go into, you go into chronic illness world of today, and you just can't get answers. Uh, and, and yeah, sure, I didn't realize that when I, was, when I was 10 years old, 11 years old. Spirit kept on telling me and said, you don't understand, Anthony. This has to get out there, and you have to work harder on it, and you have to care. You also have to care, and I do. Um, you know, it just kills me actually. So what people go through. So <clears throat> let's talk about some other things with this, with all of this. So we got the fibromyalgia I was mentioning. We got the rheumatoid arthritis, which is inflammation. That's not the body attacking itself. They're going to chalk up fibro eventually to being completely autoimmune, which I think they already did. I think they might've thrown that one in there by now where the body's, you know, body's destroying itself. And the body's not destroying itself because the body doesn't attack itself. The body is there helping you, protecting you, and an invader is causing the inflammation. So, you know, here's, here's the deal with inflammatory tests. Let's cover a couple of them, all right? You got the C-reactive protein test, which is worthless because it's just roundabout getting, you know, looking for inflammation, in, in different ways. This is just, just to let the doctor know there's inflammation. And then you have the ESR, erythrocyte sedimentation rate. I don't know if you've ever had that one, but that's another one the doctor can order at the lab. And that one is just another type of inflammatory test to see if you got some some type of inflammation. And maybe they can throw a bogus label like lupus on you. 
because they don't even know what lupus is or how it works or anything. I don't even, the best guys don't even know yet. And I wish they did. I, I say these things because I hope it's, it, it, it instigates someone to say, okay, I am going to go out and find those answers. I am going to get funding without, without the thumb scale being pushed by, by, you know, by interest groups. I am going to get clean funding. I am going to get the answers for this so we can figure it out. I'm, I'm not going to just blame everything on genes anymore because that's where science wants to go because that's where the money's going. And so it puts the blame on you. I want to find the answers. That's what I hope someday because I can't do this alone. I know, you know, I rely on you guys too, you know, getting the information out. So there's another test called PV, plasma viscosity. It's another inflammatory test. And, but that's another one that, that just looks for roundabout inflammation. Okay. There's another test, IgA. You, you guys know the IgA test. And what about the, you know, immunoglobulin G test, which is IgG. You know that one. Okay, it's just an inflammatory test. That's what that is. In the end, you still don't know what is causing the inflammation. This is so important to know. I hope I'm not boring you guys today. I'm hoping, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not. Um, ANA, anti-nuclear antibody test, and we also call it antibody, anti-nuclear antigen test. So I've seen, you know, a lot of practitioners call it that. I've called it that. And that's one too. Roundabout inflammation, liver enzyme, blood work test. That's another one. That's another one. And it's got a couple of cousins too. There's a couple of cousins also that are being used, meaning cousins, not people, but uh, tests called cousins, sister, sisters, sister tests of some of these liver enzymes and others tests that, that are being developed. But they're just for inflammation, they don't discover what's wrong and the cause of your inflammation. And that's where it hurts, man. That's where it hurts. I call these guest tests. These are called guest tests. That's what they are. And here's the problem. Here's the scary part. Here's the problem that really spooks me. If there's something that wakes me up at night, I'm going to tell you what it is. And if this gets you angry, if this gets you angry, just, you know, don't, don't quit listening to the shows because I need your help. I need you learning this information. Don't quit listening to the shows. Don't stop. You know, don't get mad. But here's the problem. All those um, inflammatory guest tests are being used against us with Lyme disease because what they're doing is they're filling in the blank. They're putting in their own names of bacteria next to those inflammatory markers, but yet not finding the bacteria itself. And that's what they're doing all at the new labs. And it's painstaking and painful. And so then, you know, you get a Lyme diagnosis. So all you need is a little bit of inflammation and you got a Lyme diagnosis now. Like, honestly, everything's getting funneled to Lyme. Before you explode or get mad, listen to my Lyme show or I'm going to do an updated Lyme show or, or go to the Lyme chapter in, in Medical Medium Book 1. If you, if you haven't gotten that, you have to get that. You can't just get mad at me for talking about Lyme disease because of an ingrained belief system you might have and not get that chapter out of medical medium book one and read it. It's unfair. You got to, you got you got to get it and read it. And even if, I mean, really, cause I want to help. It's about helping. And if you're suffering even more so reason, even more so reason. So what happens is the, all the fancy inflammatory tests 
are being used in the labs, and it's a disconnect from the doctor. The doctor who orders the Lyme disease test has no clue that the labs are actually taking all those inflammatory tests, and then they're filling in the blank with the bacteria. If that wasn't the case, there would never be a borderline. You either have it or you don't. You either have the bacteria, whether it's Borrelia or some other bacteria or Babesia, whatever it is, a parasite, whatever it is you think you have, it's either you have it or you don't. Not borderline. So when the labs do the inflammatory tests and they put the name Borrelia next to a little bit of inflammation on the score sheet, ship it to the doctor, and the doctor has no idea that they didn't identify the bug, why do you think so many people come back borderline? You either have the bug or you don't. It's one of the mistakes that they're probably going to fix at the labs because they know someone's catching on. Just telling you. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everything's getting funneled into inflammation, but with no answers. The only thing I like about the Lyme disease trap, the Lyme trap, which is very little, the only thing I like is that they're actually equating inflammation to a pathogen, even if they have the wrong pathogens. Even if they have the wrong pathogens. Even if they're picking on bacteria that isn't what's behind people's Lyme suffering. And there's another pathogen behind people's Lyme suffering. Why do you think every 10 years they're going to come up with a new bacteria and then basically outcast the old ones? Why do you think when Lyme disease was first discovered in 1973, when it was first discovered right around that time, that every doctor, every doctor on every board knew it was viral and they all agreed it was viral, but there was no treatment. So they had to go to antibiotics and then deem it bacteria later in 1981. The point is, and if you're getting upset about this, listen, uh, it's all good. Call, listen, it's all good. Let's, you know, we're going to do a new show on that. We have to. It's about time. The bottom line is I'm just glad in the Lyme world they're equating inflammation to a pathogen. Thank God. Thank God. I'm so happy for that. So if you want, if you want to know the truth, I'm happy about something. Because that's the whole point. Like I said, back to square one, there's two things for inflammation. There's injury and there's pathogen. Even if you've got the wrong pathogen, even if the doctor's got the wrong pathogen, they think it's a bacteria and they don't think this. Even if the doctors don't know hepatitis C is Epstein-Barr. Even if the doctors don't know that this is, you know, this is this, this inflammation from this is this kind of pathogen. If they think pathogens related, we've already moved forward. Thank God. And that's the whole point. And I love that part about it. So don't get mad if you hear me talking about Lyme, if you're a big Lyme fan, just, you know, just look into what I've already talked about before. And it'll make more sense because I can't do it justice in four minutes. Let's talk about foods, anti-inflammatory foods. I pulled these right out of the life-changing foods book, pull them right out of the life-changing foods book. How do you like that? Spirit created life-changing foods. The book Life-Changing Foods, so I can now go to it. Spirit said, don't go around me. I said, what do you mean? It's your information. It's in the book. Spirit said, don't go around me. Ask me direct. Don't go into the book. I said, what are you talking about? And then Spirit said, fine. I guess Spirit was, Spirit didn't want me going around him. <laughs> Even though it's his information in the book. In the book, it says garlic is anti-inflammatory. Why? Because it kills pathogens. Figs are anti-inflammatory. Why? Because it kills pathogens in the gut. Figs. Just don't eat so many of them where you're just, 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 you're eating too many. Just take it easy. Cause if you're filled with pathogens, the figs can be tough. Kiwis 
are actually anti-pathogen in the body and in the gut. Lemons and limes are antiviral, anti-pathogen, anti-invader. They're anti-inflammatory. These are why these foods are anti-inflammatory. Pears. Pears are anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory for bacteria, E. coli, salmonella, everything. Anti-inflammatory for all pathogens, strep, viruses, Epstein-Barr, pears, for God's sake. Rosemary, thyme, sage, oregano, and your food is anti-inflammatory. Why? It kills off pathogens, you guys. Nettle leaf kills off pathogens. Lemon balm kills off pathogens. Licorice root. Licorice root tea kills pathogens. Why? Because licorice root is the, the enemy. The enemy at Epstein-Barr, cytomegalovirus, HHV6, shingles, HVS1, herpes simplex 1, simplex 2, and all of its cousins. Licorice root is an enemy because it's anti-inflammatory because it kills it. Aloe vera. Do the aloe vera water. Go to my blog. I, I know I got the aloe vera water there somewhere. Do the aloe vera water. Look at Life Changing Foods book. You'll see the aloe water right there. You'll see the aloe. And, you know, that's one, something right there. You'll know how to prepare it, know how to use it. It's right there. The anti-inflammatory. But there's other foods that have in life-changing foods that kill off viruses and kill off things. Apples, incredible. Wild blueberries, amazing anti-inflammatory food. Okay? Different greens. All the, you know, arugula, incredible for you. Anti-inflammatory. Lettuce is anti-inflammatory. Any kind. Kale anti-inflammatory. Kale kills off Epstein-Barr that gets inside the thyroid causing Hashimoto's. Which to this day... You know, I can't believe even our best experts on Hashimoto's don't don't understand how that works yet. Get the thyroid book, the thyroid healing book, is if you can. Just you know, order it when you can. Just uh, you know, please have that in your library because you're gonna you won't be sorry. You won't be sorry. I didn't let you down with life changing foods. Somebody told me recently. They said you were right. You know, I heard you on the radio show. You said life changing foods. Is, is, you know, you're not going to let us down. And I doubted it. I got the book. You didn't let me down. So <laughs> I'm going to get the next book. Don't miss my live webinar, Autoimmune Answers. Go to medicalmedium.com and sign up. And um, hey, look, guys, when, when it's about healing, let's get in more, more of those fruits and vegetables. Keep out the anti-inflammatory foods. Keep out the wheat. Keep out the gluten. Keep out the dairy. Milk, cheese, butter. Milk, cheese, butter, yogurt, kefir. Keep it all out. Keep it all out if you're inflamed. If you think you're inflamed, keep milk, cheese, butter, yogurt. Keep it all out, okay? Keep out the eggs. Keep out the pork. Keep out the canola oil. Keep out the corn. Bring in some more of these foods. You know what to do. You know what to do. Okay, apples, peaches, plums, nectarines, cherries, berries, bring them all in. Melons, mangoes, papaya. Papaya is an incredible anti-inflammatory food for the gut. It's amazing. Bring in different herbal teas and, you know, start healing. God bless you. I love you guys. Thank you for hanging with me. Thank you for, you know, going for the ride with me. Take care. You know I care. Bless you. Bye-bye. See you next time. Okay?